0: back to your safe space, the beauty and being real. Hi everyone, welcome back to the beauty and being real podcast. In today's episode I had an interview with the lovely Alex Christian. For those of you who don't know Alex, he is the co-founder of Magnetic Studios with Lindsay who we interviewed in season one. If you haven't listened to it be sure to check it out because we love Lindsay. In this episode we went through what it's like being a dance captain for Newsies for Alex, his work on Gypsy, what his training was like, issues he thinks are in the industry, everything to do with that. So I hope you guys enjoy, and without further ado, let's get into it. Thank you so much for your time again. Could you start off by just saying a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, so hi, I'm Alex Christian. I am the resident choreographer, dance captain, and I play buttons on Newsies UK. Um, I am a performer that graduated in 2016. So I've been kind of working there for about seven years. Um, I perform as well as doing um, quite a bit of choreography as well. Um, And yeah, so I went to Bird College Um, for three three years, and I did a degree in professional dance, and musical theatre. And then before then, I actually grew up in Cork in Ireland. Um, And so that's where I predominantly did a lot of my training up to the age of 18 before I then moved to London. And and yeah, so now I work in musical theatre and a little bit in kind of commercial dance in terms of like movie TV and um, like TV and film that kind of thing and uh, like music videos and things like that as well occasionally but predominantly my main main kind of thing is musical theatre
0: amazing so you mentioned about your training what sort of work have you done in the industry I know you've done newsies did you do the movie musical that you that Kira Brunton did because we had her on recently yeah. as well yes I thought you did. Would you be able to just speak a little bit on, about that?
1: Yeah, so I did um I did Disenchanted, um Disney's Disenchanted. That was back in when was that like 20, 2021, 2022, one of those years. Um so yeah, it filmed in Ireland and um at the time I was locked down in Ireland. Um and I thought, why not whilst we're kind of easing ourselves out of lockdown, why not kind of and I self submitted for it as well, um, to do that movie and very gratefully got it. Um, and yeah, it was amazing. It was such a magical experience. Um, like especially the day that we arrived on set, seeing a small village in Enniskiri, I think it was Enniskiri, and that they'd literally transformed into like a Disney set and a Disney village. It was just, it's so magical. Um, and then also even like little things when we were filming, like loads of the the locals were like kind of at the barriers having a little watch of what was going on. I like seeing like young children I like coming to watch seeing a Disney movie being made and getting to know that you're a part of that Disney movie is yeah, it's a really, really special feeling. Um and I've been very fortunate enough as well that I'm I've I've done another Disney movie which is coming out in twenty twenty four, um, which is the the new Snow White movie. Oh
0: uh, that's so exciting.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm really, really, really grateful and really Snow White was special as well. Just a really lovely group of people. Um and Mandy Moore choreographed Snow White, and she is just one of the most lovely people that I've ever, ever worked with. And just such an incredible working on working on movies is for a creative is difficult. And you're obviously trying to create a a piece of work that isn't just one dimensional where you're looking at it from one side, because obviously they're going to take numerous camera angles and all this sort of thing. So she's got so much to think about. She's got like, I think there were like about 135 of us dancers. She's got 135 people to think about and all this stuff to think about. And yet Mandy Moore did it with such, just such grace and such kindness and care because when you've got 135 people on set, it's really easy just to lose people into the background and for some dancers to feel like, like you're not as connected to the action, if that makes sense. And she's got this beautiful thing of with every single person that was on set in the morning, just before warmup, she'd just walk around and she would chat to everyone and she knew everyone by like first name basis. She knew stuff about them. She knew whatever you had told her two days prior that she would ask you about, oh, how's this going that you said you were going to be starting to work on or um, how's uh, your dad doing that you said he was going to go on a hike. She remembered all of it. And having somebody that can work to such an incredible degree on such a high-budget film with such pressure but then also have the kindness to deliver personal attention and personal greeting and personal um, love to each and every single dancer that's on that set is something incredible. And it really taught me a beautiful lesson in how to um, kind of manage a casting company that obviously has quite a lot of people in it. Um yeah, and that was a, yeah really, really special. Disney, working for Disney's it's, it's magical. Like you're getting to dress up as Disney characters on a big set with um, with all these wonderful people and it's so magical and you're just like I, the amount of times I just had to pinch myself and I was like I'm, I'm on a, like a Disney set right now dancing and I was like little like 10 year old nine year old me would literally be like running around the kitchen screaming if, <laughs> if I, knew I was doing this right now so yeah I'm very very lucky very grateful and it was such a wonderful experience working on those two films And it was lovely, really lovely working with Kira as well. She's just so, so great, but also such a lovely person as well.
0: I feel like it's so important that sort of the choreographers and like casting directors and just the directors like have that sort of relationship with their, what's it called? With their like cast, team, dancers. Because I feel like in a lot of productions, there can be such a sort of separation between them. Yeah. So I think that's so nice to hear like that. would do that and i think it's amazing that she was able to do that that's oh that's so nice
1: (laughs) yeah it was so lovely and the way as well like she had with with obviously movies you're you're portraying real people not just dancers of a certain age group or certain body type every sort of age group and body type and background culture ethnicity is celebrated within these movies And what Mandy has such an incredible way of doing is with the choreography is creating choreography that looks good on everyone, literally every single person. And whether it's somebody that might have 20 years dance experience or 20 weeks dance experience, she nurtures and she works with them and makes makes it work to suit them, Um, which is, yeah. I I learned on that job, I learned so many incredible lessons about being a creative and a choreographer and how to get the best out of 135 people that are all, that all have their own needs and all have their own different ways of moving and their own different stories to tell. Um, yeah, it was a really, really incredible experience. And I'm so lucky that I got the opportunity to work with her because she was somebody that I always wanted to work with as well.
0: Is it different dancing for like cameras than it is on stage? Because would you have to like, do you make eye contact with the camera? Like, do you break the fourth wall or do you have to just look at like just straight ahead? Like, I'm really intrigued as to how that works.
1: So it it depends on the movie. So some movies, majority of movies, you'll never look at the camera unless it is a specific, obviously, style of movie where they're like, we're going to break that. Um, that wall and look at the camera and we're really noticing that the camera's there. So we're obviously acknowledging our audience. But no, so for these, it, it never never looked at the camera. Um, we would normally give an intention in terms of like it was either towards each other or it was towards like Snow White when Snow White arrived into the village, that kind of thing. So there was always kind of clear direction and intention as to who we're directing it to, why we are. And like there was a bit where it's all about kind of bringing bringing forth the harvest and a lot of that was direct to kind of up and out in terms of like the sun and the rain and things like that so there were always little intentions that allowed us to know where we were looking and things like that um but yeah no it, it is it's it's different working for TV and film because because obviously there, it's shot from so many angles and it's yeah. not just it's kind of the same as working with like say newsies with thrust we can't play everything straight out front we always have to consider the other sides and it was the same as well when i um recently when i was associate choreographer it's still going on it's actually in its final week this week when i was associate choreographer on gypsy yeah same thing that's thrust and you're constantly being conscious of the sides so all your choreography is occasionally might be you have, might have moments about front but it's the patterns will always shift and change to allow it to open up to all sides just because otherwise you're you're excluding members of the audience from from the story and it's the same with this she would mandy broke it into broke the set into different things so there's like the well And the well had like rotation and things like that and then there was like um was like a ramp in the corner where it went up to like like a little area up there and she broke all of this down in order to um make sure that at any one point the camera has uh dancers facing specific angles so it's all covered or a lot of it was rotational so when obviously with rotation, you're constantly having somebody facing the front and it might blend inwards and then blend outwards, but it was rotating. And then there was always things that would weave and in and out. And in between those, there'd be pockets of movement that would travel through. So they're always done in a way that whatever the shot, there'll be something that you can focus on and you're looking at rather than just looking at the back of somebody. Um so, yeah, I it was really, really cool. Really, really cool how it works.
0: That's amazing. Leading on from that, your dance captain of Newsies and doing like the choreography. What was your experience like? That I know you're still in Newsies, and how did you sort of come about doing it? Um, so
1: very grateful for how Newsies happened. Um, so Matt Cole choreographs it, and, and it as well, and then Jane's associate choreographer on it. And I did. I did my second job with Matt. So I did Flashdance UK tour back in 2017, and it was. I mean, it was such a full out show, and it was an incredible show. Um, but you you do things you never you never really realise what they might lead to down the line. And I did the first part of the tour, and then for the extension, I took over as dance captain for it, and. From that, then, uh, well, a year and a half later, it would have been, um, Matt asked, would I be interested in Dance Captioning Oklahoma at Chichester Festival Theatre? And then from that, off the back of that, uh, asked, would I be interested in Dance Captioning Musies? Um, and it's w- one of the huge reasons why I adore working with Matt and Jane. They're, they're really, really loyal. Um, and I auditioned for Flashdance, but then I didn't have to audition for Oklahoma or Newsies. I very gratefully got asked to do them. Um, So yeah, the two of them are so incredibly loyal with their their people that they work with. And that's why I'm so grateful as well, because to be given an opportunity like Dance Captain in my dream show is something I never ever thought I'd be able to do. I, thought I might be able to maybe one day be in it or something like that but just get into getting that responsibility of looking after the choreography side of things and also now with the extension moving having my title change from dance captain to resident choreographer was such a a dream come true um so yeah that's basically how that happened it was kind of a certain kind of lineup of events that ended up with me doing Newsies, which is amazing. Um, And yeah, it's been, Newsies has been the best of kind of, it's kind of been the extreme of both kind of ends of the scale in the sense of, it has been the most special job that I've ever done. The, just the group of people as well. It's you always get close to people on cast and things like that, but this has been like a real family and just the love that everyone has for each other in the cast is something else. Um, And getting to dance to that music, getting to do newsies, it's been, for me, it's been the most special experience that I've personally had. And being able to say that I've been with the show from the start, like as in from doing prep with Matt and Jane and helping to create the choreography and things like that. Um, And then to like the opposite extreme, it's been the most amount of work that I've ever done. Yeah, Um, Yeah. And it's the thing, things like that come hand in hand. And I, I never mind having a hell of a lot of work and it consuming, and it has it for the last 10 months, it's completely consumed my life. Um, But I, I don't mind, and I never will mind that if it's something that I walk into work every single day going, I love this show and I love this job. I'll never mind getting calls at 9am in the morning being like, can you cut the show? We've got this amount of people off, cool. Two hours cutting the show. Um, somebody goes off in between shows. I'll cut the show and I learn the part in twenty minutes. like loads of stuff like that. It's so much work, but you just with having love for something and for um forgetting to do something that you always dreamed about doing the work there for like the workload just doesn't really matter to me um so yeah it's been it's been the extreme of both which is why I said I think just a little reset I think will be yeah. necessary after this. Am I done with the show? Absolutely not. Do, like I love it to bits but just having like along with loads of work for me personally something that I always believe in is making sure that you have time for yourself and your mental health and for hobbies and for picking up a book and reading it and for listening to music and doing those things that really nurture our soul. Um, That's what I think I've lacked giving myself a little bit for the 10 months, which I don't mind, but it's something obviously that is important to do. So I'm looking forward to just having a bit of quality, like reset and repair time as well. But um, yeah, really not ready for the show to finish. And I can't believe, literally can't believe it's only three weeks. It's been wild.
0: Yeah, well. I love Jane and Matt. They, I remember I did their classes during lockdown and they are absolutely incredible. Um yeah i completely get what you mean i feel like as a lot of dancers they will just keep going and going and going until yeah. they burn themselves out i know that's as george can attest i do that a little bit too mm. much so yeah. when you said about like having time to rest repair reset really resonated with me mm-hmm. um where is a really like physically demanding show how do you sort of take care of yourself like mentally and physically because i've seen some of the clips and i've tried it and i'm like, well like doing that like twice a day for like 10 months i was like oh gosh
1: <laughs> um i mean it is it's by far by a long stretch the most physically demanding show that i've ever done um so there's a couple of things first of all there's something that actually came from our resident director which i do think is really important for any show that i ever do and it resonates a lot with newsies is you just do 100 percent of what you can that day and That's really important because to do 100% physical energy fallout every single day is not sustainable and it will lead to injury, it'll lead to burnout, it'll lead to all that. So what every single one of the newsies has become masters at doing is game planning their show. So if I walk into that building and I know that I am rested, I've got loads of energy, I will smash that show out. Not a problem. If I walk into that building and I haven't slept the night before, um, I didn't get as much time to like eat as much as I personally would like to have eaten before a show, Um, or if generally I'm maybe feel a little bit under the weather. I know my body so well at this stage to game plan where, in the musical I can push because I know that there's maybe like a trio of boys and the three of us doing it and I'll push my energy at that point and then I'll know the moments where it's a massive group section and I don't have to go absolutely full out the whole way through Um And also just knowing moments where to breathe as well, because, especially as dancers, the amount of times that, especially in high intensity choreography we forget to breathe that's something that I will always when I'm maybe not feeling my on top of the world form I keep reminding myself to breathe keep reminding myself to drink a lot of water cuz obviously hydration is key um but yeah alongside that and things as well we in rehearsals the five weeks that we had were all I can describe them as was like boot camp and it was intense, there were tears, there were like, it was, you were pushed to your maximum, not because we were being told to push to our maximum, we knew that we had to, so we pushed ourselves to the maximum, because, and we were running since the day, like twice, three times at like eight o'clock at night, after like ten to ten eight rehearsals, and we were running it like at the very end of the evening. And it was the best thing that could have been done for us because we now know that even when we are at our most tired, And we are giving all that we can. If we aren't at the 100% mark in terms of how our body's feeling and the tiredness is setting in and fatigue is setting in, we know that our body will still, deliver liver the day without injury, without us collapsing, all this sort of thing. Um, So boot camp set us up for this run. And it really did, like in terms of the cardio, the stamina needed. Um, But other than that as well, we've got so many things that help our bodies and yes it is a lot and this is the thing it's why like socially i none of us really have done much socially since we've been on this in terms of like being honest in terms of like alcohol in terms of any of that like fast food i try to eat drink and just do everything that i can kind of to with what i have to do in the show at the forefront of it in terms of like health and stuff like that and it's like it's kind of, it sounds silly but it's kind of like when people prepare for like a movie role like you you know what your job is that you have to do and like they'll go and they'll do like an eight week training program and it's rigorous and they've got to like cut out um doing and i'm not saying because uh, you shouldn't have to cut out carbs actually but not cut out carbs, but as in like, they they stick to it and they know what they need to do to deliver. And we and we do have to do the same at Newsies. Um, we're also given loads of really great things to help. So we're given maintenance massages, we've got physio, we've got ice baths that we do after the double show days. So we'll jump into the plunge pool ice baths, which are in the studio. We've got compression boots. We've got loads of stuff as well to help. Um, but a huge thing of it is responsibility for your own body. Like, I'm I'm a massive advocate of that. Like, if I know that my knee is feeling a little bit injured, I will actively do exercises and stuff that I know will keep me going and moving and keep my knee from possibly, and I I prevent it rather than having to treat it later on. So it's just, it is, a lot of it's about knowing your body, knowing where you can push your body, knowing where you can pull it back a little bit. Um, And you do, you get used to it. I know that there's days where I've gone into like seize the day and halfway through I've gone, oh my gosh, the fatigue is like kicked in so early on in the number today. And I'll know the moments where I'll push, 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 and then I'll know those moments where I'll just pull. And you're still you're still telling the story and the intention is still in there in the movement, but you're just not having to stamp every stamp. You're not having to hit every hit. You're Executing it cleanly with the story at the forefront without having to it to be ridiculously full out, which isn't sustainable eight years a week. Um so yeah, that's ultimately what we do. It's kind of a combination of like game game planning the show and looking after yourself at the same time.
0: I feel like I was really lucky because in my BTEC, my BTEC diploma, we had an entire unit on like how to take care of your body. Mm-hmm. And it was literally how can you heal an injury what exercise you can do for each injury injury I can get the correct nutrients everything like that so I feel like I was really lucky to have learned that sort yeah. of during my course but yeah I think that's really resonated with me oh I love that. yeah I was really lucky I did end up writing like 60 pages and my poor teacher had to mark it all which she was not happy about but I learned is- a lot so it was okay Um, are we okay to move on to talk a little bit about magnetic studios Mm. yeah of course so i was gonna ask why did you create magnetic studios with Lindsay?
1: so i mean it came in lockdown out of the need for structure and i think when we as humans have a breakdown in structure daily structure I think that that affects our mental health a hell of a lot more when you are obviously, which we all were deprived of social um, interaction, we were deprived of a load of stuff that would be our normal, our normal structure and our daily kind of activity. Um, Lindsay and I were like, well, we need something that will kind of keep us going. So we thought, well, why don't we, why don't we start doing classes? So first started with we did a, a live an instagram live beth huckle did an instagram live and drew McHoney did an instagram live yeah. and Lindsay knows drew mcconey really well and basically messaged drew and then Lindsay and i messaged beth because we work with beth and um and we just said to them should we do a timetable just because then people can have a look at this timetable and The other reason was we wanted to take Drew's class because Drew's class ends up being at the same time as ours. And we were like, well, we really want to do Drew's class. So let's move our class and do a timetable. And then we know when everyone's classes are. So then we roped in a couple of other friends and it started off, the first timetable was like 11 people. And then by the end of it, I think we had about like 82, 85 teachers on this free timetable. And there was a class at every single hour of every single day and um, and it was incredible uh, we never expected it to take off the way that it did with that free timetable with like thousands of people using it all across the world and um, and the support was amazing and we were so grateful and it gave us something to do give us something again it gave us structure something to kind of put our minds to during lockdown where there was nothing um, and then from that it kind of got to the point where we were starting to come out of that first lockdown And Linz and I were like, how can we keep this going? But also um, help the tutors make some money for their time. And it's the thing, like you can only work so long for free and you can't always do your art form for free. Like it's not on, we should all be paid for what we do. And there is value in what we give as teachers, as creatives, as performers, as everything. So that's why we decided to do magnetic studios um, and just charge a small amount, but it would help the teachers with rent and other things like that. Um, And then also it obviously contained a donation that went to the industry to help charities that were doing really amazing things. Um, And then, yeah, so I basically learned how to make a website and then Linz learned how to do marketing and uh, advertising. And then we started and launched Fantastic Studios with the wonderful um team that we had. And obviously, now that we've gone back to kind of some form of normality, um it's it's still there and people do still use it, especially on like cruise ships or tours. Loads of people still use the pre-recorder classes. But um obviously we're we're back to live classes in person now, so, which is great. So it's still there, but it's kind of it's not our main focus and obviously as we went back into performing as well and creative work we've kind of taken our little step back but um yeah it was wonderful it was a wonderful wonderful kind of moment in a very difficult period of time which brought a lot of people together and we were so grateful for the people that number one gave up their time for free to teach number two the people who did all the classes and supported it and um yeah we met some incredible people from all across the world, like that are still friends from like Australia and Broadway and uh, where else have we got? Like Sweden and just incredible places and we're still in contact. And it's, yeah, it just created a beautiful community is what it was.
0: I remember I was looking through my Instagram highlights and I saw after each week, I'd like tick off which classes I did and like seeing the timetable mm-hmm. grow each week. Oh, it made my heart so happy. It was so nice. And I remember, like, I'd never danced before. So it actually taught me to dance and now I'm going to study it, which is really crazy. But yeah.
1: But also you were such a hard worker and like, that's a huge factor in where you are right now. Like you, you did, you worked so hard, you did those classes. And the, when we got to lockdown, it's so easy and it's not the wrong thing to do but as in it is so easy when structure is taken away to just say right i'm just going to watch netflix and for some people that was absolutely the right thing to do because they needed to cope with that situation in a way where entertainment helped help keep them calm in a global pandemic and then obviously like yourself like like at brunton like others who were just like right i'm gonna use pre-class opportunity let's get some training in and let's 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 graft let's put in the hard work so yeah just your journey is incredible and just seeing how far you've come as well throughout what was a difficult time and now look at you like studying things like it's just it's amazing to see thank you oh i really mean it i really do mean it Was it like running a business during lockdown? Um, so I think because it was Lin's my first time like starting a business, um, it's a lot of work. Like there's so much to learn, and it's not like either of us went and studied and got a degree in like business. Like I, I'm quite lucky because I studied business at school up to the age of 18. So we, I mean, I'm so grateful that I did that. Um, so I think that helped with a lot obviously Linz is so creative and kind of artistically minded. So like the marketing and advertising thing, and she's great at like editing videos and stuff like that. So she, she had an absolute feel today, but it does. It takes a lot to like learn about marketing, how to run a business finance. Um, so we, a lot of it was spent doing research and finding out how to kind of how to run not not even just like not a successful business, just day-to-day running of a business. Um, and it does, it takes a lot and you have to be, you have to be around, especially with something like that, where it's a platform that doesn't, we don't have a 10 till six hours or nine to five hours. Anybody can take those classes whenever they want. And it could be 8 PM at night when we were getting messages being like, I can't get into the class or whatever. So you have to be on demand and it does, it does become time-consuming and now obviously we see why people get like managers to like help ease the workload a little bit um so yeah because it was just the two of us it was it was quite a big undertaking um and as well with me learning how to use wix and build a website as well that was that was quite um time-consuming as well because it does you every single thing on that website was placed, edited, like from the text to the font, to the way it appears on the page. Like you have to edit absolutely everything. So, um, yeah, it took a lot, a lot of time. And there were like many, many days that we'd be working from like eight, nine o'clock in the morning to like 1am at the following morning. So it was, it was a lot. Um, and this is the thing as well, like, and this is, goes back to, because it was, it was incredible and we, we wouldn't have changed it for the world. And then it got to, when we both started work again, and she was on, Lindsay was on South Pacific and I was on Greece tour. Um, we, with the running of the business, when, when we were in lockdown, we had all that time, it was fine. Because also we were together as well. And you're able to like, I was able to pass marketing and advertising stuff to her over that side of the table. And then she was able to pass like technical issues over to me. But then when you when everything opened up and it was back to normal life, we found that like all of our phone calls to each other, like in between shows on like a Saturday, was about the business. And it was about, oh, we need to make sure that this is done and this is done. And we kind of, similar to what I was saying earlier on, when you get to that point where you go, actually we're not making time for ourselves and for not just for us as individuals, but also for our relationship, that's when we kind of said, right. I think we need to kind of keep it ticking away and it'll be there. And it's still there as a website and people can still access and use it. But we said, I think we need to kind of, from from it being like every minute of every day, we need to kind of take a step back from that. So we did, and it was, it was the best thing that we could have done. Cause we did at that point need, because we've been doing it for like, however long lockdown was like months and months and months at that stage. And it had it been time consuming. It consumed our days from a Monday through to a Sunday. So yeah, I think we were like, right, we're going to, we're going to take a bit of time away. So it is, it's, it's exciting. And it is literally, it was one of the best experiences of my life, but it's also coming with building your own business. It comes with a hell of a lot of time, work, effort, problems. Um, both like technical and also like you, you're constantly having to be on on the call in case something goes wrong because it is it's like your baby it's like you've created something so like you 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 feel care towards it so you don't want to just leave it um so yeah again similar to newsies kind of the extreme of both things it was the most incredible thing to have done being able to say that you've kind of started your own business but then also comes with that is all the time and effort that goes into maintaining it and you have to you've got to maintain it for it to stay kind of running and current and successful so yeah
0: 100 um this next question is just going more into like intro as a whole i remember with magnetic studios we did chat for change Mm. and i remember joining the meeting and that's sort of what inspired me to create the podcast So i was like oh there's so many like good points i really want to sort of turn this into like something and try and change what I can essentially even though it doesn't change a lot but changes like one person's mind like, cool. yeah um so the question is what issues do you think are in the industry and how can we work to change them
1: I mean so this is part of the reason why I'm starting to I'm still performing but I'm starting to kind of drift more into the creative side of yeah. things um and with working on gypsy recently that was a huge moment for me not just because it was my first time getting to be an associate choreographer and create something and thankfully we had we had such a wonderful response to gypsy and um it was such an incredible cast and such a gorgeous time on that show um but it was the first time for me that i had the ability and the um opportunity to creatively make a difference within the industry and it's something that i want to do more of moving forward um there are there are many a wonderful thing about this like within this industry there's so many wonderful things and things that are done right and things that are done correct And with that, though, there are a lot of things that still need to be addressed and need to be changed. And for me as a performer, and this is just what I found, I found that I couldn't address those issues as directly and as um, efficiently being a performer. I can speak out against them. And when they're there in the moment, I can say for me personally, um I feel like this isn't the right way that we should be doing things. And thankfully, because I've now, and I'm, I don't have any way experiences, a hell of a lot of, of other people in this industry, but having seven years out and having the pleasure of working with quite a few people, um, I do now find a lot more confidence in saying as a performer, I feel like we could do with this yes, this has been done brilliantly, but we could do with X, Y, and Z. And I I feel a lot more confidence in in saying that, knowing that I have grounds and experience to give that opinion. And I never would have done that coming out of college. But now moving into the creative side of things, I can actively change it, and I can actively have a say. So one of the beautiful things about Gypsy was I, when we first started, and this is one of the wonderful things about Pearson Casting, And that's um um they they cast Gypsy. Um and James and Rosie are so lovely. And I said, can we please make sure that everyone that comes into audition for us gets a yes or a no? And I said um and it's something that Piz and Casting do anyway, which was fab. And it was just it was an email that just said, Thank you so much for your time. It's not going any further. It's a no. Or thank you for your time, we'd love to recall you great. Thank you for your time. You've got the job. And I said, it's just something that means a lot to me because it doesn't keep people waiting. It doesn't keep people on hold. It doesn't keep people waiting and then seeing on what's on stage, the cast announcement come out and then they realize they haven't got the job. I think it's, it's a common courtesy that we can do that doesn't take long to send a BCC email out that says, I'm really sorry, your client is going no further in the process because then it allows people to get on with their days. They're not mm-hmm. canceling holiday. They're not taking, they're not nervous to take on work the following week because they're thinking, well, I might have a recall. I don't know. So I think it's a very simple thing that we can do just so that people can again have structure. People feel in control of their lives, their days, without having to think, I've got a state available just in case I have a recall next week for Gypsy. So that was a that was the first thing. And working with Joe Picture, who is director and choreographer on Gypsy was, again, such a special thing because I did one of my first jobs with Joe and I did Guys and Dolls and was dance captain for him on that. Joe is phenomenal and Joe has such a beautiful way of conducting a room where everyone feels valued and appreciated and there is calm and there is, even in the most stressful situations, there is is such love, support, kindness and care coming from him and that's such a beautiful environment to work in and be a part of and the other thing i actually said to joe was, what i'd love to do is to do video breakdowns of the choreography and i said we give people the sheet music days in advance we give people the script days in advance that caters towards people walking into that room feeling prepared and i said why is it that we don't do it for choreography and yes it 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 was a couple of hours out on my day and I don't mind doing that because somebody who's neurodiverse that maybe has dyslexia, dyspraxia or something that will mean that they walk into a dance audition trying to learn it on the day, feeling like they haven't been able to give their full um, personality characterization as a performer because they're so worried about picking up that choreography allowing them to have the choreography beforehand a couple of days in advance means that and we were never expecting them to learn it they can if they want but it was still taught in the room but it allows people to see what they're going to learn to have an uh an idea of it before they walk in the room so they feel confident confident that they'll recap it with whoever's teaching it and then they can deliver personality and characterization and show what they will be able to deliver in the room where we have four weeks of rehearsals rather than pick up skills, and that it's something that's really important. Um, and that was a huge moment for me because I had so many friends who are who are neurodiverse who have come up to me when I've taught classes and said, "I really struggle with pick up. What can I do about it? I really struggle with pick up. Alex. What can I? I can't tell the amount of people, and they say, oh, I I hate going into dance auditions.'" because I cannot give what I can bring to the table as a performer, because I'm so worried about what the A8s of choreography is. And that's when I was like, right, I really want to change this. Because also in that moment, you can see how people, for me personally, I can see how people work. And I know that there are certain creative processes where where creatives want to see how people work in terms of picking up the choreography. Absolutely fine. But for what, we want a gypsy i i want to see in that room if you can take on little notes that we give you intention that we give you if we maybe change one move and give you a note about it and maybe play this in a different way can you can you do that and if you're still trying to think about the choreography that you've just picked up in that hour there's no way that you're going to learn it um so that was a huge thing for me and also having friends of mine message me after being like I've walked into that audition and i felt like it was one of the best auditions i've done because i wasn't worried about learning the choreography there and then i kind of had an idea of it i walked in with confidence and kind of calm a calm energy that i don't normally walk in with so yeah that was um that, that was a massive thing for me um so yeah there's lots there's lots that still need to be changed and there's lots that i want to do in order to kind of help facilitate that change. Um, Yeah, so little by little, and this is the thing, Rome wasn't built in a day, but I feel like if I can be part of some laying down a stone, each time I do a creative process that creates a road that will hopefully lead to positive change. And this is the thing, there are so many creatives that are doing wonderful things now to, make people feel valued respected and supported in audition rooms and in creative processes and and that is incredible and I I want bit by bit to find and there is no perfect um, equation to create the best because you have to adapt and work with the people that you have in front of you but I feel like if you can find a formula that and and it will take years it will take years for me to find this formula there's a formula that will hopefully make people feel valued and even little things like just saying thank you to everyone for coming in that day and giving up their time to be there to audition for us is a huge thing um because you don't you don't get told enough thank you thank you for you giving up your time you've given up your time you've possibly taken time off work you possibly turn down going on a holiday this week to come in for us so i think saying simple words like thank you thank you for your time because for me also time and respect are two of the most valuable things that you can give um so yeah I, that's kind of what i would like to achieve and where i'm kind of heading in terms of of what i want to do yes obviously i want to create incredible work, but I want to create work where those that create it feel valued and respected and that the work is theirs, theirs to uphold, theirs to maintain and take responsibility over and and that they walk on stage every night feeling proud of what goes on that stage and that it's a part of them. And I think that's how you motivate and keep a cast inspired for a whole run as best as possible.
0: Yeah, I completely agree that really, me. because i remember i've done like a few auditions for like college or like just like little dance productions nothing like major major at the moment so i want to get from my college training before i do that but i got given one choreography sorry one audition it was for a chorus line and we got sent the choreography two days before and it was mm-hmm. the safest i felt in audition because i thought i could just go for it like there wasn't the pressure and it felt more safe and nice and also I really get with what you say about getting a yes or a no, like, I had an audition June 23rd, and they were like, if we can't give you a yes, um, sorry, we can't give you a no, so you will find out on the day of the recall, if you haven't heard by then, then you haven't, like, got in, and it's just like, I don't know now whether I need to booked the two days off work to do the recall like i've got no clue and i won't know until the morning of the recall yeah because they said that would be the deadline for us telling you so it's yeah. a little bit awkward because i'm like i don't know what to do with my, exactly. days and, my way.
1: and you and then if you went and you booked that off work and then all of a sudden you do find out that you aren't needed for it like you're then losing out on work and money just because and this is my pers- this is my personal thing. It's yeah. our responsibility as creatives, like that's why I said I don't mind taking a couple more hours to do these videos. I don't mind if Pace and Casting are ridiculously busy. They have got so much to do. And I said to them, if if you don't have the time, and I completely understand if you don't, they do because they're wonderful. But as in if you don't have the time, I'm more than happy to after the days of auditions that we did to sit on my sofa and an hour and a half out of my day, I will compose an email, BCC the agents in that need to be notified. Thank you so much for your client's time. Really appreciate them coming in, but I'm really sorry we're not taking them any further. And it, we know after the audition date, who who is who is gonna be recalled and who's not. So I think it's just it's important to just allow people to get on with their lives. So they're not hanging around. They're not, oh, I really wanted to go to Mallorca next week, but, like, I don't know whether I'm going to be needed for more auditions for blah, 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 blah. Just tell them. Yes, you're needed. No, you're not. Go and book your holiday to Mallorca. Have a wonderful time. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's simple courtesy. Yes, it takes a little bit more time out of our day, but I would rather do that and have somebody want to, hopefully want to work with me, but also want to come and audition because they know that they get it straight. They know that they walk in and they go, I know that I'm going to get a yes or a no from this guy. And I I will do my best today and then I can get on with my life. And having that kind of respect from people that they want to work with you, they want to audition for you because you, you have their best interests at heart. You have their respect at heart because you are valuing their time, their work what they produce and what they give to you in the room and in the process when you if they get the job i think that's so important like so important i don't want people to feel like you don't do things properly or you don't do you're flaky or you don't value them or their time i just life's too too short and we're all human like why can we not show common courtesy to each other just by taking an extra hour out of my day to make sure that happens do you know what i mean
0: yeah I spoke to a few people who like didn't give sort of arms like to people so I could get their sort of view and the main thing they said was they were worried about people if you were to get a no upsetting them or them trying to like email back so then what they ended up doing it was just a no reply email so they could give people the answer but then they wouldn't have to sort of go through if there was any backlash or anything like that and I feel like even if it's a no reply email, like you still get an answer. I feel like that is something people would still value in yeah. my opinion.
1: And this is the thing as well. Like you shouldn't get backlash from giving somebody a no. no you shouldn't. Because during an audition process, what we look for is firstly, are they right for the show? Can they do the job? Great, let's take them to the recalls. Let's give them some material. Are they right for this role? Now we are hearing them do the material. Are they right for this role that we need to cover this? No, great, so we can send them away, that's a no. Let's keep these people on, right, and get to finals. And the finals, you are right for the job. You are great for the job. Do you fit the puzzle that we have? Because we need yeah. this person to cover this person. And if we get this person and this person, This person is slightly older than this person. Uh, Right, we need this person to cover the older characters. Right, well, we can't use this one because they look too young. We're going to have to use this one. Yeah, but they can both do the job. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. we need them to look slightly older. Great. I'm really sorry we're going to have to lose this one and give this one a no, and it's this one that we're going for, and that's the jigsaw puzzle that finally makes up the end show.
0: 100%.
1: And I I think people will understand, this is just my personal opinion, I think people will understand and... Ultimately, you obviously care about getting a job, but care uh, less and feel less hard done by when you get a no. And Mm -hmm. if, if people want feedback, that is not a problem. When you get to like the recall stage or later on down the line, you can say to people, I'm really sorry it didn't work out this time. I'll go back to my notes and I'll find out what I wrote about them. And it was phenomenal performer but vocally we need somebody who sings tenor one and you are a baritone phenomenal performer but this particular style tap wise the beats weren't all there they they know then from that feedback they were great and we loved them but the tap side of things maybe wasn't strong enough and that's fine and i think it's important that you can give that Information because then that person can go away and work on whatever that feedback was. Great, I'm going back in for that show in a year's time. I know that the last time my tab and the beats weren't what they needed me to deliver. Constructive criticism is the best thing you can get because then you know. I'm not telling you you have no hope, you're never going to work, you're an awful performer. I'm saying you're great. But we need this, this and this from you in order for you to do this show. And that's a fair enough thing. I know that there are shows where I have A, B and C that they would love and D that they wouldn't. I've got to then go and work on D because D is important for me then to book the job because they need a performer who can do A, B, C, D. If you're not transparent and I think this is a huge thing. Transparency is huge. Transparency is huge no matter what you're working in. I believe in transparency when I dance captain and where my decisions are. And if people are like, I don't understand why you made this decision or why this decision was done like this. This decision was done like this because X, Y, and Z. Oh, okay, now I completely understand why you made that decision. I didn't realize that X and Y was happening. Yes, I know that you didn't realize that X and Y was happening because the conversation about X and Y was happening in a room that you weren't in. But Mm -hmm. X and Y had to happen. And then people understand. Transparency is so important because you give people insight as to why the decisions are the way they are. And even if they don't agree with the decision wholly, they understand why the decision was made. Rather than making a decision, if if I have a theme park and I don't take you to it, if you don't know the reason why I didn't take you to it, you just go... Well, that was a really nasty thing to do. You've taken everyone else, but why haven't you taken me? Well, I haven't taken you because this ride has something in it that is gonna be, you're epileptic and it's got flashing lights in it and it's gonna harm you. Oh, now I see why you didn't take me. Do you know what I mean? And you won't have possibly, won't have thought of that, but it's, something, it's a piece of knowledge that is, I'm creating transparency for you to understand why it is that for your best interests, we've gone with that decision Um, and I do. I think it's really important to be honest, because then also when you make this wrong decision and it's inevitable in creative processes, what version you created in the rehearsal room will be the different version for what you get on stage. There is no perfect version. You will always change. There will always be things that you have to alter. Not every decision is the right decision. But I think when you make the wrong decision, When you make when you change that decision or also accountability, you say, I'm really sorry, that wasn't the right decision. We're now going to do this. If you have laid the groundwork of transparency, then people won't mind you changing it because Mm -hmm. they'll understand. They'll know why you did that first decision. They'll see the groundwork where you made that decision. And then when you continue the groundwork and you make the other decision, then they'll go, I understand. And I completely get it. And it's the same way as well with like swings and with other members. Nobody minds swings making mistakes. I've been a swing before, and I've worked with swings. You never mind a swing making mistakes when you see them putting in the groundwork and the hard work. When you see none of that, and somebody makes a mistake continually, then you go, "But you haven't done the work." Get you know what I mean? And it's why it's why having. I feel like having an open book in terms of my decisions as a resident choreographer and a dance captain, as well as a creative is so important. And I will, I'll walk up to people if they've come in, there was somebody recently that came in to audition for Gypsy and he happened to be at a birthday party that I was also at. I walked up to him and I said, I just want to say, I really appreciate your work. And I think it's important to let people know, I really appreciate your work, but X, Y, and Z was the reason that you didn't get the job. And I just wanna say, I think you're phenomenal, but these were just the things so that you know. And that person said, I really appreciate that. Really, really appreciate you just taking the time. And It took me 30 seconds and that person now knows that if they were to come back in for that show for us as the creative team, what they possibly need to just work on to get to where we need them to be rather than just being left in the dark. Don't leave people in the dark. It's the most disrespectful thing you can do.
0: hundred percent. It's like the audition now where I'm like waiting for the answer. I remember when I auditioned for Company Jinx, it was like um, I was 16 and he sent me like an entire paragraph of what I could work on. So obviously I hadn't danced. I think I danced for about four months and Mm. that's more of like a professional programme. But then he was like, here's some classes I recommend you do these are some techniques I recommend you learn and now from there I can understand completely I wasn't ready at all to do it because like I said hadn't been dancing hadn't done a technique class before and I feel like with that feedback I then went and joined I think it was like three technique classes a week and now I've moved up into the advanced part of them and I'm doing more sort of stuff closer to that level now because I understood the feedback and everything like that and I feel like it is really important i know i personally value a lot of getting like an answer and then feedback is just like an added bonus but i feel like an answer is always really valued and appreciated and it's so
1: important because you're you're on a path right and that feedback and that guidance that you get is what makes that path take route a or route b And you might be heading towards route A and that guidance that you get from people helps you go to route B or C or D, or it also creates these a stronger foundation and a stronger pathway to get to wherever you need to be. And it's really, I do, I personally think it's so important. And it's when, when I go on for like different parts and newsies, I always say to Mark, who's our associate director, give me those notes. I want those notes because it's knowledge. I can't see what I'm doing. And having somebody be like, I would love you to just try and play with this a little bit more, make this character a little bit more like this and give that a try. And it's an open discussion, because then I'll say, Okay, I tried that, but I felt like this was missing. Ah, I get what you mean, Alex, okay, well, make sure that that then comes in at the end of it. And all these little things are guidance. guidance to make your craft the best it can be otherwise what like i don't i can i can never understand people that don't want feedback and that don't want constructive criticism critique my work could treat could critique my work in a respectful way but Mm -hmm. then i know i know what you like and i know maybe what i could have adapted or changed and i learned this from my training my principal in my dance school back in cork sat me down and said do you want to do this as a career and i said yes and she said, well, you need to change the way that you're working. She's like, you're a product dancer and not a process dancer. She said, you think about the end product, the end goal, and not about what makes it the best it can be. The alignment, the technique, the rhythm, the style, all these little factors, all these bricks in the road that make it the, end it can, the, the perfect, actually not perfect because nothing is perfect. Make it the best your craft can be. Through working in a really detailed, intelligent way. And that's why I think stuff like that from Ricky is amazing because now you have little gems of knowledge that you can put into your road to get to your end goal the best it can be. Because otherwise, we're, just, we're, we're clueless on the road. We're literally clueless on a road heading in a direction that might be the wrong direction. But with this, people then help you stay on the road and push you in a little bit this way and this way and they guide you to an end an end performer that is the best you can be because you've taken on this knowledge rather than just being like no i don't need it i don't need to hear any of that
0: yeah i remember with the magnetic classes i used to send little videos and get feedback with the teachers and then the next day, I'd be able to go into a studio and I'd listen to their feedback and I'd be able to do it again. And it would just be like my little projects. And I really enjoyed it. It's really nice. Yeah. And I remember I always used to value the feedback from like voice messages where it was just a sentence or like, sorry, can't read really you out right now. I don't have time. Like, I'd value any response. And it was just amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. I feel like I could just like listen to you speak for like hours and I just learned so much. Oh. That means the world, thank you. And thank you for having me on. I hope you guys enjoyed let us know what your favorite part was down in the comments or you can message me on instagram alicia.a.cave or the beauty and being real podcast if you have any queries or anything everything is in the description thank you so much to alex for doing this interview i felt like i could speak to him for hours i really hope you guys enjoyed i loved doing this if you enjoyed this episode let us know and we'll see you next week for another episode of the beauty and being real was written and recorded by alicia smith it was produced and edited by george ray